There we go. Is it? We're live. Hey, cool. Cue cool. the theme music. Never going to ever have. We, that would be something. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> you can't do it. What about Star Wars? I don't agree with theme music. <laughs> don't you, do you fast forward it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's... That stuff you should know, that one's way too long. Yes. And even the TED Talk. This is TED Talk. Oh, I like that. I like that. And then the guy like, TED Talks. Does it stand for anything? And you're like, I can only hear it like once, and then it's old. So, no, we're not doing theme music. Okay, well, that's been established. drawing the line. You know, this is, it's remediation, right? So podcast comes out of radio shows or it comes out of television shows right. so all those have to have an opening so ours is just babbling. it's like a telephone call so ours is just babbling that's imagine our if, opening okay imagine jacob if every time i called you music played and there was a theme what do you it's call what do you call phone time what do you call you know when i call that's yeah, technically what i'm silent. waiting for is it really yeah i don't have i don't ring i, don't I didn't know you could even do that that's yeah nice. it's totally quiet my phone. Speaking of which, technology. talking about technology today. Right, we're actually on, we got a. We got an agenda. And we yeah. have a live studio audience. We do. Crystal, welcome. Yeah, there's there's so, one. Yeah, and there's <laughs> thousands of others out there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that were, They're really, really quiet. They don't cough mm. or anything. Mm. Or even watch it. Well, they went through like a two-year screening process. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. why they're, so, they're, all, they're all actually mimes. The whole I, don't, the whole, I didn't yes. even know the mining, miming community was Look how that quiet long. they are. Yeah, they're clapping. <laughs> yes, Look they are. That. Mime clapping. Yeah, genius. Roaring applause. Yes. Uh, please, everyone sit yeah, down. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're gonna get started. No, you. In the, yeah, we're gonna get started. Thank you. They're no, so, get out of the box. They're even quiet sitting down. Oh, isn't that amazing? So today, I, are we gonna have to record one in different scenarios each time? Because I feel like now we've had the first initial was mm-hmm. kind of like the phone call where I'm calling you. And we're doing this, and you have no idea what we even started. I'm like, yeah, hey, and we're doing recording. It. I think we've had 17 listens on, good. on the Anchor app. Yeah. I don't know about all of the other apps out there, the iPhone app we have, and all We that. have friends, so. Yeah, I suppose. Gosh. I listened to it at least 20 times. Yeah, it's got to be most of it. <laughs> um, um, and your mom probably listens. She does. Okay. Yeah, my mom and dad listen. Hey, shout out to mom. Steve and Paula. Yes. Woo-woo. Yeah. You done good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so today we're at uh, on campus at Bellarmine, not in the parking lot. On, right. In the mobile, what was it? Mobile called? recording studio. Yes, obviously. Was where we mobile were. Mobile recording studio. Yeah, we lost that. The MRS. Um, um, it's gone. It's gone. We've lost funding for that. Yeah. But we've but, get, we're getting an office. Mm-hmm. And we're so in we an office in, now. We're in the fish. We're actually in the Shark Tank. Yeah. Which is a part of the fishbowl. It protects the fish. Somehow. Yeah, so we're we're a part of the glass wall and we can see what's going on out there. So hopefully we won't get interrupted or have a special guest. Exactly, yeah, as we called it. (laughs) (laughs) So when you were in school, Sean, did you have technology that helped you with dyslexia? Wow, no. Um, uh, Let's see. I remember it was around seventh grade, we got computers and they were on carts and they would wheel them in. And it would be, uh, it was an elective, and it was learning DOS. Wow. Which I tried, I got, I remember I got a keyboard that you could hook up to a TV set. It was something like that. Mm -hmm. And my friend, Sean Merja, uh, he was really into it. He could, like, type the code and do all this, and I I couldn't get past the first line. I just caught error, error, error all the time. Uh, Because if if you are dyslexic, 
you will you will quickly realize that coding is not your forte uh, because it is even harder to code in HTML or CSS mm-hmm. or anything than it is in English because it's really arbitrary. It's it's we talked about it in the last episode a little bit. We touched on it, how it's... I always got when I was in coding type things or when I was trying to type, yeah, the incredible oh thing about typing is it's like we don't see the same thing that other people see. So it's like, you know, the words will move or something like that. You know, your brain does not process the information the same. So when they're trying to teach me, well, this is how I'm in school, like in, in primary school with typing, they were like, you need to have your hands like this, right. you need to do it this way, and then you just need to know where the stuff is. And right. I like look at them like they're in different places every time. What do you mean that I need to know where the letters are on the keyboard? Yeah, so I learned in high school. Really? Yeah. Typing. And the, the teacher basically just let me pass because... That's, I mean, a lot she, of times... She could not understand why I didn't get it. Yeah. And they were like, are you being silly? Mm-hmm. Like, are you goofing off? Like, everyone else got it. Quickly. Yeah. yeah they it's were not like, hard. Oh. That's the thing. Is like, it's, I couldn't get it. I had either. to look. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you, do you, now do you type without looking? Sometimes. Yeah. I do think you I, hold your hands properly? No. No, you don't? See, I, I do. I have a way that I do it. That, I mean, I can type pretty fast. Right. And I have a way that I do it that seems to work fine. And I don't look. I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know how I do it, really. Okay. I kind of, like, made my own way that fits. Yeah. Um, and me, I did I think it. I have my fingers on the main, maybe on the main keys. Okay. I'm not really sure, like, on those main primary no, keys No, I have or to, to type. I have to know where the keys, I have to feel yeah. like a little bump. And I, I just, type. I'm very spatial about it. I'm just like, well, okay. if I'm over here, then those keys are over there. If I'm over here, oh, those keys are over okay. there. But it's not like they're in the exact mm. spot, no, I the, think. I think we talked about this when I went to college... I wanted to be a reporter, so right. I typed all my notes. Mm-hmm. Like I would handwrite notes, and then I would type them up. And I would I would do my best not to look. Right. And it took me, I think, two. I was in full time college for two years, so by the by the time I graduated, I could type fast like everyone else. Right. But it took me a long time, and I, the way I had to do it was I had to not think about it. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Like, because if you start to get into like the nitty gritty. The processing, what we always mention, the processing, it gets really complicated because you're like, you want me to do it this way, you know, this specific way, but it's only going to make sense for me if I do it the way that my brain processes it. Right. And that's where I think some of the main issues with what we deal with as dyslexic people comes when you're in any type of education is they want to do it. They want you to do it this way because that's the only way that a teacher knows how to teach it. And then you can't do it that way. So then you just can't do it. Hmm. As opposed to being like, I I do it this way as a teacher, you know, but I'm sure that there are many other avenues in order to get to the same result. Yeah. Okay. Like, and so, that's what we're missing. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've I missed a lot in early education, is that people. I don't think people saw things that way. I got as a dyslexic person. I was like, I get how you're getting to this, because I can see overall right. processes. But they didn't get how I couldn't use that avenue to get there. Right. So like when my kids have. My kids are in elementary school. One's in middle school, one's in elementary school. And she'll have a math problem. And they'll like, you have to do it this way. And it's like a grid format or something like that. I'm like, I have no idea what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I can answer the question. I, I know how to do math. But I can't do it the way <laughs> you want to do it. Yeah, when I totally agree with has that. this certain grid and you fill out the grid a certain way. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I just had to start. And the way my, our education was, and I went to a kind of a – it was a pretty good – early education school for the area but it was still not a great area and it was like in the middle of uh like farm area kentucky you know Mm -hmm. so 
I we just skipped a lot of things. That's just kind of how it was. It was okay. like they were like like yeah, you, you, you know, know, you're not gonna be able to do this. You're not dumb. Let's let's we'll, move you we'll on. Pass you. You tried hard. Yeah, and then it's like I I always talk to um, a lot of people when they're talking to me about dyslexia. I always talk about myself now as like having gaps in knowledge. So I'm like, I bet if I went back and tried to figure it out now that I could do it. Mm-hmm. But as I was going through school, I skipped through so many things like cursive, like proper typing, um, of any type of foreign language. Like I, I can't even, I can hardly read cursive, much less write it. Yeah. But if I went back and tried to figure out how to do it now, I bet that I could with everything that I've been through. But I just, I don't because I just, I just haven't done that. Yeah. But, I, but I always find myself on those things like gaps of knowledge on the way processes and things like that worked in early, I guess, like, I just keep using the term primary education. So yeah. before college. Oh, I hated cursive. I hated it. I still hate it. I don't get it. I still don't. I mean. No, I, it was drilled into me and I just got a lot of very poor scores for a long time for it. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause it's, and I, nowadays they still teach it. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I, teach them to type and okay, and then cursive is for faster writing, right? Typing is fastest. But, exactly. So. Anybody can type faster than they can do cursive. Yeah. So the interesting thing for me is when I started typing, that's when I discovered spell check. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And that was amazing. Yeah, because, that's a game changer. Because I mean, especially I mean, spell check has advanced so much since I guess it was two thousand. Um, so much since then until now, like. You used to have to, like, search certain words and stuff like that on Google, and now you don't have to anymore. Right. Um, and when when I – remember when I f- first started – I remember, like, typing, like, actually physically typing with with a borrowed typewriter, like my first papers. Right. And it was horrifying because you mess up all the time. It's over. And then you have to start over and white out, and it was just, like, just horrific amounts of white out. I can't imagine that. And then I remember that there was one where you could type a whole sentence and then hit enter, and it would pr- type print that whole sentence out. Oh. But it was hard to read it, and you had to, like, scroll back and go through it. And wow. I still had to look everything up on a dictionary. Mm-hmm. And um, well, that was just an absolute nightmare. But I remember, like, finally, finally when Macintosh came out with yeah. the graphic user interface. Mm-hmm. That was big, but but my first my first time I really like fell in love with computers or really thought they were interesting was in high school, and it was in wood it was shop, so oh, shop. Yeah. So you would go and there was the old crotchety shop teacher, and there was this computer in the back, and I remember like sneaking over there and turning it on, and they had CAD computer aid design or computer yeah yeah design. like the first design system, and before, I like, was paint. like all in. I was like drawing on it and developing like. I was, you know, like, oh, this is 3D, and I can go right, this way, right. and I was just thrilled. And I remember the shop teacher, like, Apostle, quit goofing off with that computer. Get over here. Make your ashtray, you know, and just stuff like that. You're like, ugh. But, fine. Uh, yes, fine. Because, you know, I figured I was going to be working in shop most of my life anyway because mm-hmm. school didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. <clears throat> but I just remember how, I think back now, and it's like, it's funny how I make a lot of, money now because i play with computers exactly yeah just completely opposite completely opposite you're not making ashtrays no no i've moved on and that that's a dying business by the way if you're in the ashtray industry good luck because it's tough smoking's getting a little yeah it's getting harder to do harder to do especially inside so um and you don't need an ashtray outside so good luck exactly (laughs) if you're making them you might want (laughs) to go into go into computer business maybe Mm -hmm. it's pretty good 
But when I started typing, actually typing papers, wasn't really until, well, fast forward a little bit until college. And I was like amazed that I could just go through and correct all these words. And then honestly, honestly, it helped me remember how to spell those words. Because if I saw the yeah. word enough and then I'd use spell check and be like, that's how you spell it. That Eventually I could spell yeah. the word right. Right. But it didn't stifle my ability to complete things in like a you know productive fashion like right. it didn't take me forever but eventually as i wrote more papers i'll be like, okay i kind of know how to spell this word now i kind of will spell it the way that it, we the talked way, about this the last way time society says you need exactly to it. Yeah. i could i learned how to do that after a while and it made my paper writing a little bit faster but i mean i the typewriter age and things like that i don't know how i could have yeah you know, i don't I think i would have gotten there. very far in college it would have been it would have taken me a lot longer exactly yeah it and it already took me long enough to do things um i mean in in math when i first started doing math they did this terrible thing in math when i was in early school which they probably did with you they taught you the hardest way to do the problem like here's step-by-step instruction how to do the problem and they're like here's how you do it on a calculator yeah and i'd be like I I don't need to know this process because I'm not going to be able to do it. And I get the purpose. That's the thing I always got. Like, I was like, I understand. Now you understand what you're actually doing with the math. Right. But I already understand that this is what you're trying to get out of the math. I just can't do it in this way. So you're in one way, you know, with all the processes. But if I do it on the calculator, I'm going to get the right answer. And isn't that really, if you're not going to be a mathematician, isn't that really what matters? You'd think so. Yeah, but apparently not. No, yeah, it's about process for a mm-hmm. lot of t- a lot of people, and it, it's harder. It's it's a lot harder. Oh yeah, with dyslexia. So, I you know, uh, calculators were really expensive when I was young. Mm. They still. It wasn't until yeah. around the eighties when you had the watch one. You know, it was oh watch yeah, that was like really big. But even then, they they take them away during tests and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think technology has really advanced in such a way that if you have if you have dyslexia you're almost i i would say that our time is coming in terms of yeah i mean we think about it we talk about writing is technology writing is technology Mm -hmm. uh reading is a technology right so i i would say almost you look back at socrates socrates was very much opposed to writing he said it's bad for your brain right but the only reason we know about socrates because plato wrote it down yeah but um (laughs) so socrates he might have been dyslexic. He might have been almost unable to process. Especially at that time, you got nothing. Right. You got nothing. You're like, I... You have your memory. And nobody understands at all any type of different... Like, this one guy was just like, I can write. So they're like, okay, everybody else write. And then it's... If you're outside of that spectrum, right. it was even worse back then. So, and then, and then when universities came about, it was like the, the entrepreneur, trader guy, sends his son to the monastery right. and that son sits under the monks who recite a book and that son writes everything down and maybe mm-hmm. daughters eventually I don't know how it works but I would say right. probably male to male and a lot mm-hmm. of that passing of knowledge and it was like if you're if your kid can't figure out how to read and write they're kicked out of the monastery yeah or they're you know if they're a monk then they're just doing and those ancient Greek schools were the same way you'd have these philosopher type professors that they would philosophize um, and the students would write it down and then publish and then carry on with that philosophy that knowledge. this original person created. And and today things are there's still that holdover. I hear a lot of people like education is broken. It's not. It's so strong. Yeah. That's the problem. It can't it's not breakable. The British education system where you can write neatly, 
do cursive, do math in your head, mm-hmm. right? You're punctual. All those right. all these things that are what what built the British Empire really is what frames modern education today. But it does it only facilitates the what do you want to call it? The normal brain? I don't want to call I, it normal, like the average brain, maybe. Linear? The linear brain? That's what I normally okay, call I like it. Because I don't, I'm, we're not on a linear brain right. at all. We're on a the, back the road highway brain, brain with 3D, yeah, right. like a multiple chessboard right. brain. But yeah, that's what I usually call it. Okay, linear the brain. linear brain. So it, 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 it's, it's designed to facilitate the learning of the linear brain. Mm-hmm. However, when we have all these new technologies available, like um, I'm using, I just used it now for the first time. So in Moodle, which is our learning platform here, uh, we have a, a little component called Poodle, which allows me to record audio or video directly into, and it right. has a cute little name. Uh, it's adorable. It stands for something, I'm sure, but it's cute. <laughs> I hope not. But I anyway, just called it what we just now have done is we've integrated a place where you can record audio into a an assignment. So a student submits an assignment, and instead of me typing out and having to spell check all the words that I want to to give good quality feedback, I can hit record. Wow. Look at the project, the video, or whatever the website, whatever they're doing, and talk through it, and then give a give my verbal feedback. So it's great. It's a great way for a dyslexic person to get their thoughts down quickly without having to struggle with, like, I can't use that word, though the spell check in Moodle isn't all that great, doesn't always catch what I want, and so I have to copy it, put it in Google search. Exactly, I used to do that all the time. Yeah, and then put it back in, so it's like an extra step all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's been great. And beyond spelling, technology, so in my job, we just started a new software called Salesforce, which is a customer management tool for all of our customers. So I don't know about you, but I'm horribly unorganized. And I completely because organization, so they call it high high empanthropic, high empanthropic, and low high entropy and low entropy. Okay, heard of that? So like, yeah, a high entropy area is where everything's like flying and like going crazy. Okay, and if it's low entropy, it's together and organized. So that's a kind of brain. Yeah, well, it's a type of actually, it's just science. So they said naturally naturally we try to be of low entropy so we try to be together organized like what the world once was so like if you follow the whole the, theory the laws is, of physics, if you follow right? the laws of physics like the big bang chaotic. big bang was low entropy okay. right because it was just one ball all right and then it was high anthropic whenever it exploded okay. if you if you follow that theory so if you think about it in production of the brain we are constantly trying to get back to that state of low entropy so organized and together but naturally it's much easier for things to be of high entropy so like it's easier for your office to be dirty than it is for it to be clean okay so what technology does is this so that's just a, kind of a scientific theory behind the idea of unorganized versus organized brain okay and so what technology has done with this salesforce software or whatever software you have you can put everything it used to be like if you were in sales you had to like keep track of all these notepads and all these post-it notes and things would go flying you'd lose orders things like that you can keep it all together in one place. And so for me, just like with Spellcheck, just like with other technologies, like reminders and things like that on your calendar, frees up your brain to do other stuff. Right. Like think about the next sale to go after and stuff like that because you're not chasing around paperwork. Right. So we don't only see that in like my sales atmosphere and in my job. I used to see it all over the place. Like I said, with calendar reminders, with even telephones, being able to keep everything on your telephone. Mm -hmm. Technology has, I don't want to say replaced, but is is becoming a modem for using a linear brain. 
So if you think about technology as a tool, uh, yeah. right, and you think about the brain as a tool, technology right. is going over the paved road of a linear brain. Right. So everything is someone that's really good linearly on a brain. That's not a word, but you right. know what I mean. Technology is covering that over. Right. You see what I'm saying? What, what so it's, it's not fascinating. doing is the... It's fascinating. What it's not doing is giving you that creative yeah, ability. Yeah, that high entropy. That, that it's not doing mind. that. It was what dyslexia, I think, with you look at the scholarship that's what dyslexia gives to you yeah. it's this brain that can that doesn't see a box and what's great is that used to stifle us because we'd right, have to sit we, there and smash right. and smash and smash and we stay on that all road. our effort trying to get on that yeah. linear wavelength now, now tech does it tech does it if we're and allowed to use if it if we're allowed to use it right. right and that's what we're struggling with a lot in education right now but if you're allowed to use it it opens up to your brain right. to these amazing things right. like because so, you have so much uh, it's almost like having more time on your hands, and your hands yeah. are untied. You know well, what I mean? The way I explain it to professors here who, like, just ask me about, like, what, what is it, why are we doing this? And I would be like, okay, look, look, um, be, you know, before the Americans with Disabilities Act, if you were in a wheelchair, you probably couldn't go to a lot of colleges because of the stairs. Mm-hmm. I mean, just getting up the stairs. Not, you, you are mentally able to do it, mm-hmm. but there are, there are physical impediments to the learning. And I was like, a lot of, in a lot of ways, if you think of dyslexia like that, the physical impediments are like having to write out tests by hand or fill in those bubble sheets. Remember, I was, you were talking about test yes. scores? I bombed my ACT, SAT, whatever those, I always bombed them. I could, because it takes me a long time to read it. And then we, we talked about this before. It's not that I couldn't find the right answer, but I could logically argue why any one of those answers are correct, giving a, yes. giving a different circumstance. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to be very careful. Then I have to think, what do they think is the right answer? That's what you gotta do. And then go here, and I'm guessing. So that takes a long time. I never, I never got halfway through those things, yeah. and I had to just put C all the and way across because my thing would happen all the time. I would turn those in, and I would get a atrocious grade, like on most things. And sometimes I would have the teacher go back, and I was like, "Can we go for this answer for answer?" Because I just bet, talk, to me, talk me. I it. bet I just uh, got one wrong on the wrong line, and then got the oh, rest yeah. of them wrong. Or you skipped one by accident. Exactly. And I, I was like, I bet I, I was like, there's no way I got, you know, I got bad grades. I was like, but there's no way I got a complete F. Because I'm going to get something right, because right, I'm a veteran dyslexic. Were, I know how to make these work. <laughs> were, were you the one who's like, this is too patterned? I need to change my grade, because ex- ex- it looks like a pattern. Yes. Okay, yeah, I, I was like a dyslexic thing or not, but I was always bad. I was like, I'm like, making the diagonal right. line. They keep oh, you right. I've it's had making a, a line. I've had A, B, C, and D. This one's got to be B. I have <laughs> to break the, the pattern, <laughs> even though that doesn't make any logical right, sense okay. at all. All right, I did that. I don't. Yeah. Did you I ever don't, do that, Crystal? Is that just a, no? You wrote, okay? Maybe okay, it is okay. a dyslexic thing. Right. Yeah, I don't know. The linear brain says no. We got our one, our one of many audience members. All the mimes are saying they're agreeing with you. So they're on linear brain. That was dyslexic. Oh. Dyslexic mime out there. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a name of a band. That if dyslexic you ever want to get back into the rock and roll, I can sing. Okay. So if you ever want to get back into that, we'll be the dyslexic mime. Oh man, that sounds that sounds like a lot of work. It does. We're already doing this podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, so if if you are if you are in school, advocate for technology. It's not going anywhere. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, oh, but what about when the lights go out and things? And I remember when I was a graphic designer i learned uh, all these programs that helped me to do stuff fast and i remember this was in the the 90s and i remember going to work and all the old graphic designers are doing everything by hand and they're like what are you gonna do when the power goes out you know and i'm like oh, 
I'll tell you when the power goes out. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, I think we're going to be okay. And designing circles around you, yeah. literally. Like, mm-hmm. they're great. They were very talented. They could draw straight lines. They could draw perfect circles. Mm-hmm. So could I with my computer, right? So Iron Man, Superman. Exactly. And, and so I think we're going to see that in academia. We're going to see, hopefully, more of that shift to that, mm-hmm. as especially with our, our um, professors who have grown up with technology, they're incorporating more. They're giving more leeway, and mm-hmm. I think I think I think the time of dyslexic people graduating college is just now starting. But I right. think it's just going to blossom because we're talking about you know nine to twenty percent of the population, and here. we can even teach that way. Like we can teach to say, if you're dyslexic, these are the tasks. So like falling within a spectrum, these are the tasks you should be only doing on a computer, or else you're not going to be able to do them. Or and then, it'll be slower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I did it. I did it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not, I don't mean slow. to say you can't do it, but to it's you got to get the wheelchair up the stairs. Exactly, and that's not easy. To, you just got to use your you, arms. It's really, really hard. When you get to class, you're exhausted. Yeah, Men, like mentally. Yeah, because like, I because I, mean, I had to do this. I used to get when I was in elementary school. I used to get constant headaches just because from reading. Oh yeah, I used to get headaches all the time because I couldn't. I it's imagine if you're just like really dizzy. And so if you're not dyslexic and you're out there, imagine if you're really dizzy and you're looking at a piece of paper and they keep saying, read this piece of paper. You're going to get a headache. And that's how it was because the words are all jumbled and, ter- you know, it's a mess on the page. Yeah. And so doing that every day, day in and day out, you're going to get headaches all the time. I think that could be our – maybe that should be our next topic is just reading. Like our yeah, experience. Just learning straight read, reading. Yeah. Our, I think that would be helpful maybe to people out there. Maybe have a kid with dyslexia. Or if you think you're dyslexic, because I've had some people reach out to me, not like me, not officially tested, but right. I, uh, you know, these are these are areas where I'm ashamed I can't spell. You know, I'm right. a smart person. Why can't I spell these words? Or um, we Still talked about to me. like mem- like no- memorizing people's names quickly. Like I'm smart enough. Why can't I do this? Yeah. You know. Um, so we could. I think that would be kind of a good next podcast. Well, it, at work, I still get pushed down for bad emails. Yeah, they're like you're such a you're you, you know you're a very professional person, and then you send out these like emails yeah, riddled with grammatical errors, right. and I'm like, I can't. Sorry, you gotta, yeah, you know, someone's got to prove it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I had my my dad tell me something that was really helpful. He said, "Being smart is knowing what you're dumb at," and I think as with dyslexia, yeah. that's kind of been the key. Like I know that's why I don't write on the board mm-hmm. a lot, you know, and if I do. I know when I'm going to misspell something. So right. We talked about this before, too. So knowing what you're not good at is a good way to to volunteer for the work that you're good good mm-hmm. doing and advocate uh, for technology, if at all possible. And that's why I send out very limited emails at work. Like I go and meet customers yeah, and call them face on the phone to face, call all the time. The yeah. yeah, I'm like, I can get the same information there, and I don't have to risk them thinking I'm dumb. Honestly, like right. that's because the email you're, you're judged for it. Yeah, and I think that's wrong. I think you know I was thinking about this. I think we should have a national dyslexia day, and it should be like on the day of the of a year that's really hard to spell, and it's when you're allowed to misspell every word you want, and it's like and see what dyslexia happens. awareness, and it should be like February. Like, what's the hard number to spell? Nineteenth. Uh, Nineteenth. I don't think I can spell that actually. Now that I, I can, say it, I might be able to do that. But February has always been a kind of a tricky one it's, for even for yeah. And February is just February is a bad month. Yeah. Just so in let's general. let's make it okay. We're gonna we'll, we're gonna come up with it. You're gonna start and that. we'll start it. We'll just do it. We'll do it we'll, ourselves professionally and then right. see. I'll misspell all my feedback on that I give to students and everything <laughs> about spelling. That's yeah. what we should. Do you ever criticize your students on spelling? No, I didn't think so. No, but I'll, I will. Like I have some concerns here. 
you know, you're using the wrong there. Things oh, like that. right. I mean, you things gotta know. You have to know. You have right. to know this, and mm-hmm. so so that you're not making mistakes. And we're almost out of time, and I think someone's going to come in here and ask a question. Mm-hmm. I think we have a guest. Oh, no, maybe. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay, no guests. So uh, the other no, the, he walked away. Yep. Oh well. Oh, we almost had a special guest. Oh, that would have been neat. So did you? You're not. You're not. I, I'm not gonna, I'm going to say something. I'm, I'm not judging, but I remember like we talked about Dreamweaver and things like that. You mm-hmm. you you don't seem like the techie guy. No, but you kind of are now. Oh yeah, you know why? Because I work, work with, with Luddites. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, in a kind way. Right, but I am the tech person at work. Like that is part of my job title now, because I like I actually do minor programming. Right. I do a lot of like fixes on websites. I use a lot of help, but. That's I am the, one of the tech people at work now, and that's fast. That's fascinating me, and it's because I can explain technology, not because I can use it. Ah, uh, okay. See what I'm saying? So it's like it's yeah. like here's this tool. So Salesforce is the main one. This is how it benefits the company. Right. Not this is blah 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 blah. This does These this because of this. Tools, yeah. Right. It's it's not that. It's not the nitty gritty. Right. So to speak. That's what the, you're pretty good at, and your wife's really good at, is the tech technical things. But I can exp- I, but I, you can explain I can explain it. something to any audience, right? And I think that's a dyslexic gift because exactly. I can see things through your lens mm-hmm. and explain it to you in a way that you'll buy in. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah. I, I that's agree. definitely a part of that's it. a dyslexia thing. So I think on our next episode, like you said, we've covered a lot today. What we'll talk about is the. Uh, um, I think re- reading probably the reading fir- one of the first will be our next one. Yeah. Besides, the dog is probably our first human's first technology. I would say in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think reading was definitely another major advantage. <laughs> oh, definitely. That, that uh, the beginning of the end for dyslexic people. It's exciting. Now that's the end of the beginning, or something. That's one of those. I think you got it. <laughs> it's the beginning of. The, I get right, things whatever. backwards a lot. Things are getting better. Right. That's that's. So it's, it's Pollyanna. So be positive. Wow, that was a that's a good word to end on. I think Polly. Pollyanna didn't you know she's like. Everything's gonna get better, kind of thing. Oh, just positive. Philosophy. Yeah, you don't positive hear positive person. philosophy a lot. No, but I think uh, I do. I think AI. Well, I do think technology does is is helping dyslexia people. Definitely. People. And if and if you it's ever find me. there's plenty of technology out there that helps you, and there's gonna be more to come. Absolutely. Yep. If if you can use it in your class. Yes. And if not, when you're out of school, you'll be able to use it. Yeah, exactly. So, there you go. <laughs> so it If you can make it through school, then you can use it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening us ramble on. Thank yep. you for Crystal, and thank you uh, all to the all moms. the minds out there. Appreciate it.